Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a video game podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. This is episode 23. I'm Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today we have Casey Cool. Hello. And Jan Ochoa from the Giant Bomb. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for being with us. Yeah, like, that's an understatement. We were very surprised you said yes. We were like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, no, no. My pleasure. I love Good. it. Good. So many questions. Anytime we can talk about video games, you know, it's it's always a win. Yeah. Anytime. Just chop yeah. it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't get enough of yeah, better work. Sure. I need it after hours. Yes. Uh, all hours of the you day. You need a little bit more. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you're playing professionally and playing for fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to do two different reviews. Mm-hmm. I got to stay right? hot. You know? <laughs> I can't get rusty at any no. point. You're, you're like the Kobe Bryant years right now. You have to be Black Mamba <laughs> mentality. <laughs> Oh, man, that is the most flattering thing anyone has ever said to me in the month of August. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh. I love it. You're the Kobe yes. Bryant of video games. Okay, that is that is almost too high praise. I'll take, like, I'll, I'll take Car- um, early 2000s Carmelo Anthony of video games, specifically early 2000s. Okay, not Hoodie Anthony. Okay, okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> all right, well, if you start selling jerseys, yeah. I want to buy one, okay, all right? Yeah, don't worry. Y'all, y'all are getting the first two. Sick. <laughs> i guess we have so i have so many questions for you i again we were talking off air about this this might just turn into a surf ninjas podcast for the whole time oh boy. but we'll, we'll get down that road can you tell our listeners that aren't familiar with you like what you do and where you're from sure yeah uh my name is jan ochoa like yep. we mentioned at the top i'm a video producer for giantbomb.com we're a video uh we're a website loosely primarily about video games I press a bunch of buttons for the folks over there. Um, I make sure the streams go on and that they go off. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much just my day other than putting out occasional fires here and there. I occasionally play Pokemon by myself and battle our uh, lovely community and try my best efforts to put up a fight. But generally, uh, they get the best of me. And even if they beat me, I still remain undefeated. You were a gentleman and a scholar on those defeats. You and I played actually a couple weeks ago. We have? Yeah, I was the Gothella team, and I ran the Sandstorm, Oh, and this is the Alone mm. Sandshrew. You had me for a loop, buddy. I was like, I, I have no idea what to expect It's, it's something I'm working on, but you know, that team kind of gets... They Did you see the new season rules that they ban? Yeah, to... I have no idea what to do with any team now. Rillaboom is probably my favorite Pokemon generation. Favorite graph starter ever. Yeah. And then Cinderace became this like stud in VGC and like the season you can't use that you can't use anything that's in the top twenty, it seems. I know. It's it's wild. So wait, what did they do? Did they just ban a whole bunch of Pokemon from tournament yeah. play? Yeah, so Whoa. They I think they took usage stats of the top ten in singles and doubles, mm-hmm. uh the meta of both, and they kind of just compiled those together and outright banned like, hey, you know, you can't use these Pokemon at all competitively anymore. Got to think of something completely new for the next season. Which that's crazy. Which is it's it's cool to see. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's because, it refreshes it. It makes it you. Yeah. Everyone has to now like the whole meta shift. Yeah, because I you know I I was myself big fan of competitive Pokemon, but I was getting really really tired seeing the same mm-hmm. team comp over and over again and you know i myself was guilty of using that same team comp over and over again mm-hmm. so it's it's gonna be neat to see what uh, the next season brings yeah and the seasons are about three months now so like that in three months it might be like oh hey now you can use legendary pokemon in the mix up so i like that they're doing this in three months chunks now so everyone has yeah. to think on their toes yeah yeah, it's neat. it's neat to see. It's neat to see. I know. I'm trying to team build right now, and I have no clue. I'm like, uh, where to start? 
So do you have like all the photos on the wall with the different red wire going between each photo? Or yes. You know, it, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, a personal story got shared earlier about the whole uh, Charlie Day gif from Always Sunny. Yeah. That is also like my like mental headspace right now of trying to see, all right, this will work with this, but not with that. Oh, wait. All three of those I just thought of, they're banned. They're banned, right? Yeah. And then you think you have a really good idea, and you're like, oh, that Pokemon's not available in the game. No! You're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I started thinking, like, oh, maybe I'll make, like, a hail team start working. And then I just had to scrap the idea because it rarely, if ever, works well. Dude, you, you're you singing from my heart. I My last name's Cool. So, like, I, my students, I'm a teacher by trade, so they always, like, hmm. I bring an ice Pokemon team if I, I get to play them on Fridays. And uh-huh. So I really, I lean into the cool <laughs> angle. And I, I dream of the Hail team taking over VGC someday. Oh, one day, one day. They're going to ban all the weather mm-hmm. except for Hail. Yes, yes. Now, before you worked at Giant Bomb, I know you worked in a bakery, but you also worked in TV production. You used to work for Mythbusters, correct? Yes, that is correct. So did you go to school for broadcasting? Like, how did you get into that path or this career field? I used to work for Mythbusters. I started out as a PA. Um, I did like a bunch of random stuff before quote unquote graduating to become a, a camera operator. Okay. But yeah, I pursued broadcast in college um, and it was kind of like a myriad of circumstances and opportunities that kind of uh, doors opened, several, several doors closed before the uh, timing opened up that I, I saw like there was a job posting for a PA or a production assistant position for a discovery channel show in the Bay area. And Mm -hmm. then I was thinking, well, you know, there's only one show that shoots in the Bay area on a consistent basis. And lo and behold, it wound up being Mythbusters and, uh, it, uh, wound up being a gig that stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good one to score. Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to San Francisco state university. Uh, Stayed a local boy, still a local boy, uh, fortunate enough to be one of those yeah. that can uh, uh, keep hanging on in the Bay Area. Where, so you're from San Francisco proper or where in the Bay Area? Uh, yes, sir. SF okay. proper. Nice. And then uh, just refuse to leave. Just refuse to leave. It's getting crazy down there. I mean, we live in the Pacific Northwest, so Seattle's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. But I, you know, I said to you earlier, I grew up in the East Bay, and mm-hmm. I have uh, the Bay Area has a very special spot in my heart. So I get why you wouldn't want to leave. Yeah, it's uh, it's I've been fortunate enough. I've counted uh, my blessings and whatever uh, other virtues have been bestowed upon me. You know, uh, MythBusters was uh, a fantastic part of my life. I think I learned the most um, wh- when I was a PA. Like uh, a quality that I haven't been able to shake off since then is like if I'm going to either buy something at a place or order food, I will always, always call in advance. Because a producer had drilled it into my head. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like there was. Um, are you no Are you guys joke. familiar with what ratchet straps are? Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So you know, you cinch it down and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was sent on a wild goose chase to find some like industrial sized ones, like five inch uh, ratchet straps that were supposed to support like a ton each. Whoa. And I we were in the middle of like nowhere, California, and I had to like within two hours find these ratchet straps and bring them back to set so it was, it was one of those instances of all right i have to call all these places figure out which one is actually open and which one will sell these to me and then uh make it back in time so it's 
a lot of life skills. A lot yeah. of life skills. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of waking up not knowing, like, hey, guess what? You're going to find a sword from the 15th uh. century. Like, you don't know. It's like, oh, this it's a scavenger hunt every day. <laughs> you you joke, but there was, there was a, definitely an opportunity where someone t- asked me to get the sword, and then I had to ask which sword. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. No yeah. joke. That's intense, um, man. So so how long were you with Mythbusters? So I was there for, I believe it was the last three seasons of the original show um and then there was like a small revamp called mythbusters the search um where it was kind of like a reality Mm -hmm. show based type of deal trying to find you know the new mythbusters and i was there so i'd say all in all maybe four ish years on and off um because you know there'd be hiatuses in between each season and stuff so when you wake up in the middle of the night you're like this is the team that i got to build for pokemon do you also then think man i wish i would have broken this myth back in the day oh there's like a handful of like dumb myths or like dumb things that like i'll encounter in my day-to-day <laughs> that i wish uh, i'd gotten the opportunity to test or it's like you just think of like hey you know i wonder if i could ride uh my car with all its flat wheels or with all the yeah. tires being flat like down a highway if that'd be safe or not um and and just like a myriad of other dumb things that i uh i wish i still had the uh discovery channel money funded for sure so what's the what was the biggest myth busted for you what was what's one that you like go back on and say oh this blew my mind like i did not see that coming is there any um you know i i wish it'd be like um you i could tell you of like a result that shocked me all in all but when you say blow my mind i'm I'm literally interpreting as like blowing my mind (laughs) Do y'all remember like the very early uh, cement truck myth where like they blew up, they used dynamite to see if um, they could dislodge the cement in a cement truck? Yeah, vaguely. Okay. Yeah. That was well before my time. But since we were in the final seasons, we were revisiting oh, a bunch of older okay. myths. And that was one of them. And, you know, we, I, it's, it's uh, cool to say that my whole time there, we had never faced a single injury on set. Maybe, you know, like a couple bruises or scrapes or whatever, but nothing crazy or uh nothing life-threatening um but we were in an underground bunker and we had loaded a cement truck full of explosives um and then i was helping shovel the bags into the cement truck and um you know we were we're like a couple a meter down or so and very far away from the uh cement truck explosion as soon as it went off the earth was Mm -hmm. shaking and that was like the first time I was like legitimately terrified that something might happen. Um, and then lo and behold, we go outside to where all the crew cars were. Oh, no. And the producer car, which was like the, you know, the producers got to dri- drive a little fancier rental sure. than the, the PAs and camera peeps uh, could you do. You book it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a giant chunk of metal sticking out of the back windshield. Oh, no. And that was, that was just maybe like, 10 or so feet away from the door to the bunker um so that was a fun time explain ha- me having to call the insurance company and explain like hey uh <laughs> we uh something happened to our car we might need to replace it if that's all right we just walked out there and giant metal blade yeah i don't know how yeah see like so shelby and i we went to college together and during finals week we lived in a fraternity and people mm. would be out partying or whatever, and we had a we had a sand pit, and so people would dig a sand pit. And I remember, I think Shelby remembers this because he gave me a really bad look. And I think I look back on it now. I really wanted people to go to bed because I had a test the next day, so uh-huh. I found a box of aerosol cans. 
I like where this is going. Yeah. I walked out in the middle of the party and I threw it into the aerosol can and ran inside. And you just, Shelby goes, my window went woof, woof, like on that. The fraternity next door said, yeah, there was a metal can burning in our front yard. It's, I, I learned that at that time, like, oh, there were shrapnel's real and I could have killed someone. I'm very lucky that didn't happen, but. It was the weirdest thing. He yelled myth busted and then ran back inside. <laughs> I, I don't did. really know where it came I from, did. but oh boy, I feel tangentially responsible. Yeah, so I'm just saying you created a pyro out of me through uh, <laughs> proxy. There. Add that to the life accomplishments, oh, Jim. Yes, it's going on the LinkedIn, baby. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Known for <laughs> from MythBusters, then you didn't go right to Giant Bomb, right? Is there, there are, I'm guessing a gap, or how did? What's the path to Giant Bomb from MythBusters? How'd that happen? There were a couple. Uh, I guess speed bumps is a, is a very rude way to put it. But um, after Mythbusters Search, you know, I'd, I'd jump around from a couple other shows that were filming in the Bay Area. And then I wound up um, being a editor, shooter, producer for a startup called Megabots that was uh, crowdfunding to build a giant robot to fight another company in Japan that was also building their own uh, okay, giant robot. That sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like they, they went pretty viral during the first round of funding. Um, and then I was there up until the actual quote unquote duel. Um, and yeah, that was another odd couple uh, of months in my life of yeah. suddenly being in- inundated by um, all these like incredibly gifted engineers and fabricators. I feel like I have in, in my, like, you know how you, when you're on the job, you wind up picking up work experience. Of, yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, I know as a camera operator, I should do this and that. Um, I feel like I didn't learn squat about operating cameras on the job. I learned uh, about, like, how to use a drill properly and how what a uh, a TIG weld was and about wow. fluid dynamics in with hydraulics and stuff. So you learned engineering. It wasn't. Uh... Yeah, basically, I, I learned how to be a, a, a makeshift engineer. Okay. And to uh, avoid hot oil okay. as much as possible. Smart move. <laughs> That's always something good to learn on the job is avoiding hot oil. Was there yeah. a lot of yeah. Gundam talk on that or Ultraman like or uh, Evangelion? I can't say it. Uh, the purple one. Pur- Evangelion. Evangelion. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely like that's what like a lot of the, the fans of the comments would be saying of like, oh, how come this isn't moving like a Gundam or Robotech yeah. or a Robotech? And, you know, them failing to realize it takes an incredible amount of power to move a 16 ton robot, um, yeah. even just to pivot at the hips. Um, and so. So, yeah, it was like a lot of talk about trying to replicate what folks would see in in pop culture and that being not feasible at all right yeah dang that's sad no pacific rim coming soon not not just yet not just yet (laughs) i can i can hold out hope we did need two pilots though so oh interesting they may not have needed to be drift compatible just um uh some type of compatible where they could communicate verbally at least so maybe a a Voltron Power Rangers situation is going to happen. Yeah, first. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I never thought I'd say Power Rangers is more plausible, but <laughs> yes. I just imagine walking through this office and seeing Gundams on everybody's desks everywhere all the time. Oh, uh, it was it was one of those. It was one of those, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, okay, so you're working that Kickstarter and then to Giant Bomb, you just saw an application. Like, I'm going to apply and hope for it because you were a fan of the show before you applied, right? 
yeah 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 it was um it was actually almost one of those of like i had seen you know i had heard that uh drew scanlon the former right. video producer was was leaving and that they'd eventually be hiring um but you know with a corporate machine the hiring process uh is a very long process of screening potential employees let alone even getting the job listing up you know they they have to evaluate a budget if you know the the job is actually necessary and stuff so when i had heard that drew was leaving i was kind of on pins and needles listening to every bombcast, listening to every video of like if or when they were going to start looking mm-hmm. um and when that application eventually went up i was i was thinking there's like okay there's there's absolutely no way i'm gonna get it um and i had almost self-sabotaged myself because i thought like all right well i'm not gonna get it i i should just turn in the application so i did what every smart job applicant does and turns in the application friday evening you know (laughs) because that'll just make sure you're at the very tippy top that's not a bad strategy actually i kind of like it you want to be first um, or you want to be the last one right because they're going to really look at those two exactly it's the middle that gets lost i like it okay yeah yeah they'll see like oh this guy applied it this time what a joker <laughs> and then yeah so every subsequent interview i was just like trying to like pinch myself thinking like there's no possible way this is gonna happen like they're just making <laughs> a mistake right what and then you know almost three years later here i am it's it's there been a know. it's been a wild wild ride yeah, man. I, well, my favorite part of it has been the bringing of Pokemon to the table more often because I'm a huge Pokemon fan. So you get the Giant Bomb. Now you're producing. I, so I question about Giant Bomb. One of my favorite things you guys do every year is the Game of the Year stuff. And you guys talk about how hard that is. I want to know, is it hard because of the debating and trying to appease everyone? Or is it more hard about the stamina it takes to like be talking about it for so many days on end? Uh, you know, honestly, I think it's a it's, it's a combination of both, right? Because, you know, you're locked into a room with your um, with your coworkers that you have like the utmost respect for. Uh, yeah. But you know, games will really bring out passionate uh, arguments in people, especially if one touches someone's core or it just speaks uh, a certain way to someone. And on top of that when you realize it's like hour six of being locked into a room and then like you realize that we have deadlines to keep up with, uh, the tensions just exponentially get, get higher and higher. Um, so it's, it's riding the balance definitely of trying to, um, fight for your respective game, have respect for your coworkers, uh, also trying to think of, okay, well this at the end of the day also needs to be somewhat entertaining to some people. Right. Um, and like, Hey, we, we have a deadline and uh, you know, I was thinking I'd only have three bullet points, but like, as I'm counting in my fingers, it's, it would probably be like two handfuls. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, like definitely the, the, the time constraint is also a huge factor of, yo, we need to get this stuff done. Um, are, do you really feel that strongly about this game or are you just saying this in the moment because you're also stressed out or you are, um, you you have a, an agenda. <laughs> Ooh. And um, we've uh, we've heard that play out a time or two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, thankfully, the every everything has always been super civil. 
Um, for as heated as some of the deba- debates may get, at the end of the day, there's always nothing but love and respect for you. Yeah, I, I, you can get that across. I, I get that. That's why I, I appreciate it. And I like it because it's honest conversation, too. Like, well, and great points are yeah. always brought up. Yeah, I mean, like, that is, uh, that's the thing that I, I also enjoyed prior to joining Giant Bomb because, like, you know, you'll see different outlets um, just straight up announcing their um their game of the year or what right. wins whatever categories and not that there's anything wrong with that approach but it's it's really neat to peel back the curtain and see how some of the deliberation process is done i always think of Riker getting biggest disappointment with and and then you think of austin walker getting invisible ink on those moments stick out to me because it's really about the argument that they put forth but mm-hmm. i also wonder how much is there behind the scene going okay if you say this game i'll give you this game. the bartering system there has to be a bartering system right uh in, in my experience um there don't lie there to me jan been... don't lie to me jan <laughs> in my experience there hasn't been much bartering other than mm. uh one year uh, i think like my first year ben and i saying like hey you like mario odyssey yeah me too um Let's and that being and that being the extent of uh, any backhanded bartering that that I have okay. been privy to, at least. Okay. Okay. So it's almost the end of August. Anything stick out to you as game of the year contender yet? It's it's so funny because like I'll think about the previous year we've had, and I'll think like, oh, nothing has come out. But then like you know you'll you'll look through like a Wikipedia article of everything that's come out this year, and like holy smokes, like Last of Us Two is this year. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake was this year. Um, And then, you know, of course, there's always a handful of indie titles that are hidden gems. uh, For sure. That, you know, will get swept under the rug of AAA titles, which, you know, I'm sure you guys have, like, you know, looking from the agenda that we got for the pod today, uh, you know, a a bunch of bangers that go almost unnoticed. For sure. And so, like, the the, the big thing about our podcast is, so uh, growing up, Shelby and I bonded over video games when we lived together. But like, my dad worked for Nintendo growing up. So oh, like, I, yeah. And when we lived in the Bay Area, he worked for EA Sports. Neato. Yeah, or like, yeah, EA. And uh, I was the kid that. Or so he said. My dad works for Nintendo, but it was the truth. I knew. You're, just trying, to, you're just trying to get that Jungle Gym cred right now. I am, you? dude. It's basic. It, that's what it is, right? Because kids would know, like, if I said something, it was probably going to come true, right? They're like, yeah. all right. You just want to be at the top of the slide whenever you want. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Yeah. It was my domain. <laughs> You want this? I'll give you the deets. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, no. You got me. You got me off with the the playground thing. I had a regressive <laughs> memory of like kids making fun of me there, Shelby. I was like, oh no. But right. So the podcast we welcome to therapy hour, the underpowered podcast. Yes, the therapy hour. We are your no. Couch. The main idea of this podcast is Shelby and I love talking games, but we're also working professionals. Like Shelby works in the foundation charity industry, and I work as an educator. And then we're dads, too. So, like, we're always playing catch-up for games. The hardest job of all. Arguably. And also the lowest-paying job out there. (laughs) The teacher? Yeah. (laughs) We have all these games. So, Shelby, like, I was talking about, like, backlogs of Shelby. And Shelby's like, yeah, I have some backlogs. And he sent me this manifesto. So, he took, like, the giant bomb list, IGN's list. Like, he had, like, five years running of top ten lists. I'm like, this is, like, how do you own all these games? He's like, no, I just want to play them. I'm like, you're nuts, dude. It's the FOMO. It's the FOMO. I can't miss out. If it was on a list, it had to be good, right? They wouldn't put a bad game on a list, and I got to play them all. No, 100%. Like, uh, you know, like, the Game of the Year debates get so heated that I won't even speak up sometimes if I've even played a game because I'm like, yeah, you know, y'all have said everything already, so I'm just, 
I'm just yeah. gonna continue pressing the buttons here. I don't want you to destroy my love of this game, right? I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we came up with this podcast, and initially it was like maybe we do like a challenge thing. But the the idea of the podcast is of us getting through our backlogs and sometimes some new games. And we're we're launching a soft site in the next few weeks about reviewing games from the perspective of the the gamer left behind. And uh, so, what is on your backlog? That's what I'm curious. As someone who games professionally, what's oh, some game boy. like for me? Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time was one that we knocked out. I've been trying to beat that for 24 nice. years, and I finally got that monkey off my back. That's a that's a big monkey. It is. Um, it haunts me. It haunted me. Because you know how, like, Shelby would ridicule me. Like, you're not a real Zelda fan. I bait every other one except that one and Majora. So maybe makes Majora sense, right? List. But, that's a, that's right. a distinct blind spot, though. <laughs> the, um, in the 64 era, yeah. It's like yeah, there's yeah. a gap there, right? You're absolutely right. Uh, but your backlog. Uh, backlog. Um, I... I on on the giant bombcast I've talked a lot about uh tile feel. And, yes, and, with the Fey Tactics, right? Yes, and, yes, and with Fey Tactics. So, so Final Fantasy Tactics is probably my one of my top 3 games of all time. So I feel awesome, you on that awesome. too. We are spiritual brothers mm-hmm, then with the mm-hmm. Surf Ninjas and the yes, Final Fantasy yes. Tactics. Oh man. A series that I've always been really curious but intimidated by is the the Disgaea, Disgaea? Yeah, uh, Disgaea 1. Yeah, 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 and and now there's like five of them, and mm-hmm. it's always looked like a hectic mess of chess board with like little chibi vampire demons and penguins. I've I've dabbled in a little bit of the games, but I've never like fully committed to diving into them. And it's you know the the type of game is right up my alley, like a tactical RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just something about it. It's just always. Not necessarily off-putting in in terms of the art style, but it just with a game. As soon as a game gets to number five, and I haven't been there since one, I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'll have time to do it. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. Definitely. Isn't that what you're doing with Final Fantasy 14? Like you're like, okay, I'm gonna play Final, but you're playing all the old expansions of Final Fantasy 14. Like you just won't jump in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I yeah. have I have a definite yeah. problem with like when I experience FOMO, I need to experience it from the get-go i can't just dive in because you know when you when you catch up on a show you're not going to just jump into the current season you need to you know, know the build and everything right right yeah. except for like the final fantasy games when they first started like that was a little while ago like yeah hard to go back to yeah and then there's the differences between like american 2 japanese 2 or, yes. or 3 i see i don't even know so you gotta right. play each one right you gotta play the same game three times mm-hmm uh, prob- probably <laughs> do you but you don't need to play the mainline final fantasies to understand the mmo do you or maybe for some background knowledge i don't i don't completely know i thought <laughs> i i can't 100 percent say yes or no okay. to that i, I okay. have a question for you because yes. i recently played through kingdom hearts 3 right and i know I'm you sorry. recently played yeah <laughs> that's what i, I don't response. understand anything that's going on like i played those first one and two games and the third one i have no idea what's going on and oh. the dude has a black robe i guess that means he's evil i don't know there's kind of you know what i mean like do you yeah. actually understand everything that's going on in those um again i can't comfortably <laughs> say 100 percent yes or no uh, does anybody that's the real question that's yes. the real question yes. yeah yeah yes. it's not just you jan is does anybody <laughs> understand what's going on because like I, I i feel like more so that is a a lesson in poor messaging to the <laughs> audience <laughs> of like hey i know there's one and two and three but there's also these 12 other games where <laughs> everything matters in those 
um, that she needs to play too, if you didn't know. Yeah, and yes. then like I noticed in Kingdom Hearts three, they would have like Disney character based cutscenes, and then like the other stuff. So I would just cut through the other stuff, and then Disney stuff came on. I was like, okay, kids, let's watch this for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I, sometimes like the the Disney stuff just seemed ancillary to the whole dang story, and it's like, of course. oh. Yeah. You guys kind of just got shoehorned in, I think. Donald, you're the most powerful mage in the world. Okay, sure. I get it. That, Makes sense. that is a hill I will die on. I believe it. I, I respect it. Him and Vivi, dude. They're the top two in, uh, in the Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. world. So, okay, I, I do want to ask you about Fae Tactics. Are you still playing through that? Are you Have you jumped off on that? Are you still... Yes, yes. I, I'm trying to you know do a couple levels here and there. I'll just uh, dip my toes back in. and uh, just, it's It's a neat game to just, like, kind of turn your mind off yeah too. i'm looking for that i'm waiting for it to come to the switch because that's what i mostly play on so that's it looks like like an yeah. ideal switch game a hundred percent it it's like an ideal switch game if the switch was ever made for anything <laughs> right and now tile feels good right it's got good tile feel is up there buddy. okay okay it's 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 good you see that's why i'm surprised you didn't like i felt three houses had pretty solid tile feel for a fire emblem game but I was I was big on Fire Emblem Three. It, it took me by storm mm-hmm. last year. I I think what it was is um, seeing the maps just being a giant wide grayish forest area yeah. or like a castle sometimes took took me out of the the tileiness. That's true. Uh, some of some of the later dungeons when stuff would turn into dubstep, um, those those had a better tile feel than the original uh, or the earlier levels. Yeah, no, it. I get it. You're you're absolutely right. Because then too, I also like it because it's a giant teacher simulator. So it's like I can complete my real life and my game life together. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. Students that always listen. This is perfect. <laughs> uh, Shelby, what are you playing right now? Uh, I'm playing through Plague's Tale right now, which is uh, uh yeah, kind of heavy. Believe it or not. I think the yeah yeah especially given the uh, current state of the world yeah it turns out it's like about a pandemic it uh, oh. fits in well you know just a little escapism yeah. for me over here no big something deal. light and easy right now yeah <laughs> a plague's tale innocence is the name it released last year I think from Asobo Studio I believe and uh, yeah it turns out it's about the Black Plague back in France and the rats are really scary and really bad watch out yes. for that. I, I remember seeing a quick look of this game and the rats being utterly terrifying. Dude, the sound design is unreal. You can like hear them yeah. scurrying and like the little rat noises. Yeah. It makes your skin crawl. Rats are actually yeah. pretty terrifying. They've also said it wasn't just rats during the medieval times. It was uh, guinea pigs were actually notorious for carrying the oh, black plague. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm... Why would you ruin guinea pigs for us like that? I mean, they're a delicacy in some cultures, Shelby. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Oh, in that case, it's cool. No, I had no idea. <laughs> Guinea pigs, really? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling That's, it to that, confirm. That feels like a Monty Python bit. You know what I mean? Like with a rabbit? It wasn't gay pigs. It was gerbils. It was gerbils. Okay. One in the same. One in the same, right? I don't know the difference really between the two. If I saw one, I'd be like, yeah, sure. If someone said that was a guinea pig or a gerbil, I'd believe them. Is there a difference between the two? I'm not even sure. Yeah, I, I think gerbils are shorter. They're like, um, if it goes hamster, then gerbil would be in the middle, then guinea pig. Nice. Nice. Good to know. There were no guinea pigs in this this game, A Plague's Tale. Okay. Maybe maybe okay. that's like the final boss. It's just like one big guinea pig. Oh, one. if only. If only. I'll hold out hope. But it's a, it's a stealth-based game. There's a lot of sneaking going around. You try to sneak past guards and stuff of that nature. And you're trying to figure out how to get through the rats by manipulating the environment. 
um, to reveal a path that you make your way through. It's a linear game, obviously, based on that description. So it's pretty good. I'm about halfway through, I'd say, maybe a third of the okay. way through. And it feels like I'm eventually going to be able to be able to merc dudes. Like right now, it's just like trying to stay out of the way. And the story's pretty good as well. It's about a, uh, I want to say it's a teenage girl, young teenage girl. And then her family okay. gets uh, evicted, let's just say. Okay. In the best way possible. And then uh, it's her and her little brother that make their way across the French countryside trying to uh, figure out what the next steps are. So it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Neat. So when when you say, I know you don't like scary stuff either. How, how heavy is this on the horror? Because I know it's like a stealth game, right? Is it? Are you scared? Does, do you get some jumps out of there? No, no. It's like okay. dread. It's more dread than like jump scares. You know, it's not a dead uh, space. It's not anything like jumps out of you. It's not Five Nights at Freddy's or anything like that. Dread, dread's worse though because that keeps you up at night, right? Yeah. Like you'll be like, oh, I get on that weird path thought, and I'm thinking about it. And it's three in the morning. And I haven't slept because I'm have the dread. My wife absolutely Ugh. hates rats, so my favorite oh, thing no. to do right oh. now is to turn the volume as loud as I can <laughs> and just let it let it play oh. the pause screen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. Tr- I'm looking back at a trailer. This game, I just forgot how good it looks. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's got, pretty. It, yeah, and this um, game does a really good job of like a lot, like giving you skills a little bit at a time. You know, I think I'm like seven chapters in, and I've only revealed like half of the skill sets. So okay. you know, they're really good at like teasing it out, which I appreciate quite a bit. What skill sets are you going into when in your playthrough? Well, I say skill sets. It's more just like a pretty linear based. The whole story is like your mother was an alchemist of some kind. Oh. So in different stages of the game, you get like to make different kinds of potion, right? Okay, right on. So this thing will light groups on fire this thing will allow you to light torches you know stuff of that nature there's like a sleep potion that you can rub in guys faces and make them go night night chloroform <laughs> good old chloroform hey does this smell like chloroform good old chloroform what are you playing on uh i'm playing on xbox one yeah and is this through game pass yeah the game pass saves me so much money God, yeah, yeah it's game great. pass is killing it's, it yeah, yeah. Yeah, like um, I, I haven't picked up an Xbox One, and I probably won't. But the PC yeah. side of Game Pass is absolutely an insane that's, deal. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at because yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm a Nintendo loyalist, like I said. You know, they put me through <laughs> there, and like these guys always give like get a real system. If I do anything else, I, PlayStation would probably be up, but more than likely, I'm building a PC next to game on. Mm-hmm. But that Game Pass seems so hard to pass. What is that? What is Game Pass a month? What is it? Or is it for the um, year? I want to say it's like 15 or 16. I believe that's, that's correct. Yeah. 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 But I also believe that there's different tiers. So when I hopped on, I had like two or three years of a gold membership. And then I was able to upgrade the entire thing for a dollar. So I'm still riding that wave. Nice. But at this point, like there's so many good games on there that I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's also fantastic for someone trying to work their way through a backlog too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and you know they keep at some of the games they're adding are almost day and date with the actual releases, which is right. absolutely insane to me. Like yeah, I have yeah. no idea how that business model works, right? Yeah, I don't either. Well, and like Red Dead Redemption was on there a couple months ago, and it's like, how does that make sense? Yeah. Like that's such a story driven game. You know, you would think people would play the story and then hop out. And I know they're big on pushing the online right now, and it's getting a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's a head scratcher for me too. It's like, how does that pencil? Well, it's like GTA Five was there was a spike in sales, I think, over COVID with it. And I, mm-hmm. I think a giant bomb. You guys talked about it, and the interesting comment to me was how many people played through like an hour of the story, and how many people are just going straight online. I'd, I'd like to see that number yeah. myself too. Yeah, yeah. 
with how people are playing games. Because, like, I, you know, like, now people put out games that aren't finished. And they're like, oh, hey, we're finally at 1.0. And, like, people get hyped up for games at, like, 0.8. Yeah. It, it's bewildering to me that people are like, I'm buying an unfinished product yeah. because I believe in it. One thing that I do like about the Netflix model of gaming is I can go in there and try something and be like, oh, it's not for me. And, like, bounce out. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Whereas in the past or a couple of years ago, you'd almost have to buy something. You could get a demo from time to time, but it really allows you to get in there. And if you like it, you keep going. And if yeah. not, later, man. That's know. actually pretty nice because, like, I, we've all been burnt by a game in our youth, I'm sure, that we bought. And we're like, why did I buy this? This was 60 bucks. This was, like, 20 lawns I had to mow. Yoshi's Island on Nintendo 64. I've never been more upset in my really? life. Oh, no. Oh, so yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 <sighs> that would be a rough one. <laughs> what about you, Casey? You playing anything? Yes. i actually been playing a game for the last, like, two weeks and a half, and I finished it today. Um, nice. Big fan of it, and the name of the game is Children of Morta. And this game came out in September 2019. It's made by, developed by uh, Studio Eleven, and produced by Dead Mage. And this game, what got me interested, or published by Eleven Bit Studio, and it was developed by Dead Mage. And what got me really interested into it, I looked at it on a quick look on Giant Bomb, but I also, when I saw <laughs> the trailers for it, it kind of gave me like a Diablo vibe because it's a dungeon crawler. And that it, the game is described, it is a action role-playing game, but it has roguelike elements because it is, well, to give you the setup, it has this beautiful, beautiful pixel art style. Like, the game oozes style, and I'm a sucker for yeah. pixel art. And it's the idea of, instead of job classes, you're a family, you're the Bergeson family, and it really is a family affair in that there's subtle choices to invest you in the story based off the characters you pick, because you don't start with the whole family, like, Certain events unlock other family members, right? And each family mm -hmm. represents um, a traditional, like, warrior, archer class, right? I was a little nervous about this game because it looked challenging because it's uh, procedural generated dungeons. No dungeon, no runs the same. So when you start going on a run, you can either... Initially, my game would be like a run would be seven minutes and I died. My biggest fear, because I know roguelikes, when I hear roguelikes, I think of like Demon's Wars, Dark Souls, and I'm going to lose everything if I die. Right. Yeah. And it's not like that. This game, like you die, you get your money, go in, you can invest in stuff and you power your characters up. And they want you to play each character because on each run for like the first 12 hours, I never had a similar run of any sort. And there's been like oh. events that unlock that I, if I didn't redo the level, I wouldn't have seen that event. There's always, I'm always surprised on every run that I've had. There's always something a little new on each one. And some runs could be, I was surprised because there's 20 ogres they put in the room. Like, the game just really screwed me on the run. The other thing that's so solid about it is, like, there's one mission where you save, if you if I didn't go to level up this other character, I saved a small dog. And then they're like, okay, well, you gotta get medicine, so go back to that dungeon and run it again. And what it's doing is, the story is making you grind to level up the characters, so it doesn't feel like a grind. You're invested in, oh, I want to get this item because this dog will give me a perk later, Right? Okay. And it was nice. And like the game though, the, the thing I like about it is you don't if you you can't play one character too long. If you start playing okay. a character too long, they give you a diminishing return on it because the character needs to rest, right? And so it's again forcing you to play the other characters and invest in their little stories and their tales. And initially, so you would play a character and I'd be like, "Oh, this character sucks," right? I don't like this character. There's one in particular, there's the young daughter. She's a mage, and she can't move when she's shooting her fire. So you have to do like a warp dodge. And initially I'm like, oh, she's horrible, she's horrible. But as I played her more, you unlock her abilities and then you get, this game does this brilliant thing of 
you get on this run and you're that character you don't like and you're destroying everything and everything's going right and you get these divine items that give you secondary attacks. You're like, this character's awesome. Oh, you, you learn to play the character. The story too, because it's the idea of a family and the family being united over a crisis, kind of a pandemic, not really a pandemic because it's a different world, but like a corruption in the world. So again, political. <laughs> that it, it really brings together like the narrator of this game I would love to have him or Morgan Freeman just narrate my day today for just 24 hours. <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's a solid British voice, but the, the writing in it, there's these little chunks of, like, family wisdom. There's a there's a part where, like, a, a, a strange family members get reunited, right? And the one character has a drinking issue, and he's talking about, you know, he was no longer consoling with the bottle. They were consoling together. Like it was a beautiful, like little thing about how it's repairing their fractured relationship because they missed all this time together because of his drinking problem. But now they're together in this dark time. And it, it, it tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. A couple times I'd be like, mm, you got me, you got me not full tears, but a little choked up. Yeah. That's uh, it's surprising to hear that, you know, in, in a roguelike type of game um, where it's like uh, not run dependent, but you yeah. know, going on specific runs that, the story is actually an essential yeah. part because, you know, like a Dead Cells or like a Rogue Legacy, it's just like, screw the story. If there is one, I'm just going to the next run. And it seems like you really have to dig in those other games, too, to like get the story out of it. Right. Whereas this one seems a little bit more present. Yeah. Well, and then this game will reward you like, oh, you find like a journal entry from your grandfather. The John is the father. It's his dad. So the family's grandfather. He had been a dungeon crawler and you're finding his journal throughout that. And so you're learning about his time. So, and then there's like a codex and there are all these paintings. There's so many, it's like an onion and you just keep peeling it and there's another level layer and another layer and another layer. I can't, like, I love this game. Like, I, I, the, my two, here are my two knocks on it. One, the music is okay. It's not bad. It's not great. A lot of times I'm listening to a podcast or putting my headphones on and I'm doing a run. The other thing I really wish it would do is have online co-op. It's 2020, Mm -hmm. we're in a pandemic. You know, like I, my son's five and he's watched me play it and he thinks it's really cool. But my wife got mad when he was playing Cuphead with me. So I don't know if I want to push the envelope on this one because he was <laughs> sure, like, sure. there's a the son, their smaller son. He's like an assassin. His name's Kevin. He's like, dad, be Kevin. I'm like, oh, you want to be Kevin, huh? Okay. So, <laughs> but the music, it's okay. But the I would love an online co-op. I think this would be a great couch. Like if my son's just a little bit older or if you want to have friends over and play something fun and run through it, you could... Really, if you have experienced friends, like in a couple gaming sessions, it'd be great to play. It's tw- it's on sale right now too on most places. Currently, it's thirteen bucks right now. It's usually twenty one dollars. I would pay thirty dollars for this game. Like I think it's horribly underpriced. And the other thing about it is the talent. I'm a sucker for talent trees. Like each character's talent tree, you can invest it different. Like there's so yeah. much to this game. How much time have you uh, dumped into this? I put in like 23 hours, and you could beat it in 15 because sure, I sure. just really kind of keep finding those nuggets of like, oh, let me see this, let me see. It. Like Whoa. I know I've beaten it, but I plan on hmm. doing a couple more runs because I have a couple other things I didn't finish. Like oh, I wanted to go get all those stones to see what the yeah. characters would do with all the stones. Like. I don't want to give too many spoilers away. There, there's Pong in it, too. Like, there's there's random Pong. So <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> and another thing that made me really like the studio, so they dropped a DLC today, and the DLC is not... It's a, like a management system at the home because you, you, your, sort, your hub of the game is the family's house. 
And the, the DLC is called the Paws and Claws DLC, and it's three ninety nine. And all proceeds go to the Humane Society right now. Hmm. So if you buy that, they're donating that, and you can like wow. it allows you to level up faster, get more health. It, it would probably help people on a hard run. It's like three ninety nine. So that really won me over. I'm like, man, they're just doing something to be nice. They're not trying to get a money grab. They're doing this to better like the community. I, I hope the studio makes more games. I if, for our grading system, this is a solid A. I highly, highly recommend. This would be probably like this nice. probably will be my game of the year, if not Hollow Knight. But yeah, those are two uh, two very similar games. It sounds like I've always been scared of roguelikes. That's the thing too, because they're I like a hard game, and I'm like Shelby, where <laughs> I will bash my head against the wall. Yeah, it feels. Yeah, so and good. you've been playing Bloodborne, so you kind of oh, you know. Yeah. this guy knows. It's, yeah, you know. It's like a weird. It's not even like law of diminishing returns because like you yourself feel like you're being depleted. Um, I, but, but yeah, no, I can totally sympathize and I totally get where y'all are coming from with, with the, yeah. the need of like, Oh, just one more, just one more. Yes. That I love it. And Shelby says this too. And this is a phrase. Look, I love a, just one more game. Mm-hmm. And this is like the perfect, just one more, one more, run. just one more. And a run can be like five to 25 minutes depending on. Okay. What you it. So, yeah. So the next game on my list, Jan is Sekiro. Any words of wisdom? Uh, I have none yet. Um, can I say a bad <laughs> word on this podcast? <laughs> sure. Go for it. Uh, well, we'll believe uh, it. I'll get, get in the butt. get up in that yes get in the butt yes Uh, get up in that get up in that butt yes uh is what i've been told from my coworkers and from the the general tip from the the internet (laughs) oh man see i'm not good at getting up in it either i'm like more of sick bad and snipe yeah i have to really change my time no i'm right there with Mm. you it's like it's it's uh when I hear that, I think, okay, just mash at the button. But then it's, yeah. oh, mash at the button, but be good at the game, too. <laughs> Learn <laughs> the game. counterintuitive, right? right? Just keep slamming the button and then dodge. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So another part of this podcast, too, when we beat a game, we present our list of, like, backlog. So not our whole list because that could take time. But I'm mm-hmm. going to give three games here, and I think you and Shelby can deliberate on which one I'm going to play next, oh. if that's cool. Okay, yeah. Ooh, I like this. Okay. The first one on my list is one that uh, Shelby has been wanting me to play. Shelby, can you guess which one when we were making it a, a contest? Oh, tell me it's Witcher 3. No. Not, God, no. My yes. time my time in Porsche. Oh. Huh. Yeah. That's the first one that I have on my list. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, I, I kind of want something chill, right? I like, I like, I love Stardew. I love Harvest Moon. Uh, my next one is Arrest of the Stone Buddha. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That is a short six-hour game. It's from the maker. His name's Yao Yo Yo Yo, and he made uh, Friends with Ringo Ichikawa. Remember the game oh. that I told you like I was upset, dude. You all, you all should play that game. That game is like the catcher of the rye of beat 'em ups. <laughs> That's how I describe it. Huh? Yeah, I'm. And I'm I, looking at this now, and okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So th- that developer is really cool because his 55-year-old dad learned pixel art and did all the pixel art for him. And he's oh. a single developer out of Russia. It's like a really cool story about how he made it. And the game, Ringo's kind of janky, but the jank makes it beautiful. Um, I think Ben played it mm-hmm. first. You should talk to Ben about it. But it's – so Stone Buddha's on there. And then the other one I'm looking at is a giant JRPG, Tales of Vesperia, the Definitive Edition. Because I can play that with my son, I think. Okay. Maybe. Hmm, that's quite the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. very diverse choices there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a good JRPG. Hmm. Um, my vote would be the last one, Tales of Vesperia. 
Vesperia. Okay. Yeah, because I, I liked the one back in the day. Was it Tales of Symphonia? Yes. Oh, was that the one on GameCube? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game yeah. was awesome. I liked that quite a bit. That was good. I would be interested to see how it aged from see, then to now. My fear with that is I'm also playing Paper Mario with my son. I don't oh. want us to drop off on that. So remember, like, that's when, like, he's five. He's learning how to read. So right. it's kind of like, our let's read and chill. And, like, he laughs. I do funny voices games. So... I'm cool with Tales of Despair, but that's a lot of... Ju- I, I probably won't have a review of a game in three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I, I think I may actually put my vote in for Tales of Vesperia too, especially if you're going to play with your son, because there is like a talking... Do- I think there's a talking dog or wolf in Tales of Vesperia. It's a dog with one eye and a pipe, and he's awesome. Okay, yeah. Whoa. That kind of seals the deal. Yeah. The pipe stuff, <laughs> you know, may be a little bit weird to talk about with your son. Uh, he watches One Piece. Oh, well, you're... And... So- yeah, another hot issue in the house. Your son's emotional depth is probably deeper than he's, he, most uh, yes, adults. Yes, he, we, he, we just finished the drum arc, so he, he's in oh. Chopper right now. He, he thinks Sanji's cool, you know, smoking's bad. We had a lot of talks. He, my wife was like, why are you letting him watch that? And I went like to do like something at my parents' house one weekend, and she goes, this is your son right now. Mom, this is not about One Piece. Proceeds to tell me about One Piece. That was his whole, like, he's obsessed. And my biggest fear, he keeps talking about devil fruits. And he goes to a private school. And I don't want him to say oh, the word devil no. fruit at the private school. I'm like, power fruit. Right. We're just going to call him power fruits. And he's like, okay. Or just don't talk about it at school. But <laughs> I can play Dale's, Tales of Asperia without him and catch him up, too. That's the thing. So, okay. Awesome. That's one that I've been wanting to actually play a good JRPG. That's awesome. Jan, is there anything you played that you want to talk about? Uh, you know, really nothing other than uh the fate tactic yeah, yeah nothing yeah, we've got... i've been uh, there's just so much For like sure. on the plate right now of like should i finish something new and i keep it's this it's this very dark <laughs> feeling guys of maybe wanting to go back and continue deadly premonition uh, i've also heard you talking about monster uh, world or monster hunter oh yeah i've also been playing that on the side that's a f- absolutely fantastic game Playing it on yeah. a PC compared to PS4 is absolutely night and day. Oh, really? Tell me more, because I tried to play it on Xbox One and could not penetrate it to save my life. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, like, I, I beat, I'm pretty sure I beat the original campaign. I didn't get into any of the Iceborne <laughs> content, but I just remember some of, the, like, just playing through the game kind of being a chore because there'd be so mm-hmm. much loading and so much downtime in between the stuff. But I, I think probably now, because they'll. If you if you buy the Iceborne DLC and you're starting a fresh campaign, they'll just throw a set of armor at you that'll make you nearly invincible for the early parts of the game, nice. and mm-hmm. you know you'll be more than well equipped to just bash your head through the early monsters. Um, and I'm I'm trying to get myself kitted up and experience more with a different set of weapons. So I'd like to play with the Giant Bomb community, go on a couple uh, cooperative hunts that way, uh, because so- man, like. There, I only was able to go on a couple hunts with friends uh, when the original came out on the PS4, uh, but they just wound up like skyrocketing past me that some of the hunts stopped being fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also, my internet connection at the time was super poor. Now, you know, beefed up the megabits and stuff, got the downstream all good. For sure. Uh, For that, sure. you know, I it, it'd probably be much more easier to connect with folks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That be I think that'd be great for the community. I've been waiting for you to just drop the Monday night battles and start a road to ranked and try to become a top ranked Pokemon player. Be like, all right, guys, 
You're gonna watch me. We're gonna play people online. I'm going road to ranked. I'm about to be entering the VGC tour. Uh, Just go full Pokemon, full. On, full honestly, I'm so terrified of it because, like, I'll it will consume you. It would consume me, and <laughs> I, I mean, like, the team building for the 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 occasion biweekly, bimonthly Pokemon stuff against the community. That's fun. Uh, but yeah. man, having to focus down of like, all right, what is actual viable team? What is a not dumb strategy that we're gonna do? <laughs> well, I have to take this serious, and that can sometimes take. The yeah, fun yeah, it, yeah, sure. yeah. Um, I have uh, toyed around asking, uh, you know, the higher ups, like, hey, what if, uh, what if we send me to Pokemon Worlds next year, yes. or like, just send me to the big time? Do it. But it's you know. I know San Jose has a big tournament when they did, World's and Formal. then like you know that was uh that was prior to me like kind of taking my hiatus away from the series and stuff. Um, yeah, but man, it, you know the hunger is there, and I hate that it's there. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. You know what you need to do is next time you have that higher up meeting, you need to go in there and just straight face repeat the lyrics to the Pokemon song. Like, I, I want to be, be the, the very, very best. best. Yeah, and just like deadpan. <laughs> the only thing <laughs> I'll just record myself on a loop. <laughs> Say it deadpan. Don't. And if they ask, are you singing the book? No, I'm just talking. Like, don't. Like, what song? Pretend you don't know the theme song. Really commit. I've never watched an episode. This is coming from the heart. <laughs> yeah, I want to pee the very best. So speaking of very best, let's talk about the news now. Batman, the best superhero out there, is getting a new game without him in it. Gotham Knights was announced at DC con this week and now we have gotham knights coming out did y'all see uh i forget who had tweeted out i think it was someone from the studio uh had tweeted out like a bullet list of like features of gotham knights and the very first feature was yeah. batman is dead yeah just bullet point and like i said that to shelby and shelby goes oh right, again yeah, like yeah. he's dead again like this is yeah you're a big batman fan yeah. right i know you've talked about the yeah. court about um, yeah, it's yeah. Okay. It's it's interesting seeing them frame uh, the Red Hood as a good guy, I guess. Yeah, because he's like an anti-hero, right? Like a Punisher. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I miss those Arkham games, you know? Like, it's it's been a very mm-hmm. long time. Um, I'd be interested to see, especially if this yeah. is framed as, like, a, a potential multiplayer game. It, and it yeah. is, right? That's the big talk, right? That's what they're saying. There's going to be co-op online for this. And then they also announced to the Suicide Squad game, which I find interesting too, is so WB Montreal is making this game, but Rocksteady is making the Suicide game. And Rocksteady, like, you know, people don't want to say this. Rocksteady made the first two, and the first two, I think, are in the highest regards. I think the other ones have been good, but they haven't been to that Arkham sure, Asylum. Arkham sure, sure. Yeah, City. yeah. It's I, I think it's fair to say, you know, like uh, Rocksteady had had developed the original blueprint while, while WB For Montreal's... Sure is iterating upon that. Yeah, and that can be a tougher job and to some extent, right? Is to kind of keep it the same and yet extend on it. And after watching this gameplay trailer, I'm ready to go back. Like, at, at the end of, like, was it City? Was that the third one in the series? Yes, I'm with the Red Hood, right? Asylum yeah. City. I think it was Night. Night, that was the last. Arkham yeah. Knight, yeah. By the end of that, I was like, okay, I, I've kind of felt this through, but now it's time to go back. Like, I'm yeah. really excited about this and the integration of Batgirl. Why not, man? Yeah. Make her a playable character. Heck yeah. I'm sure there'll be DLC. Like, oh, they'll put Batwoman in because I know that's something they're promoting. Oh, that's right. And then I'm just, I I was really hoping for a Batman Beyond. Uh, Casey, you are like speaking, <laughs> you're reading my heart right now. 
Bro, did we just become best friends? We did. That- yes, we did. Awesome. I did it. I did it, guys. Dude, I, that show was so criminally underrated, yeah. and there, there's so much potential to relaunch that series. 100%. Uh, I'm yeah. excited for the possibilities. I. I would. I'm more curious to see if people are gonna be like, "Oh, the Rockstar game was better," or the Rocksteady, not Rockstar. The Rocksteady game's better, and if that will cause some debate. I'm really interested yeah. to see what the Suicide Squad gameplay even looks like, though. Right? I mean, is it set in the same universe? Is it still like the the same combat that they right. have in these games? Like, what does that look like exactly? Well, I know like it's Superman's evil, and they're trying to kill Superman in that one. But so. In the Court of Owls, is that common that Batman dies in that Court of Owls arc? It's it's one of those instances of you have to remember how many times has Batman died and Been retor- right. how did he die and then like oh he died that by that means oh he's coming back. Right. The Court of Owls, um, if I can recall correctly, it's like a team of Batman. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what it much. sounds like for this. Yeah. And then, you know, like, it's funny you say that. Like, how did he die? Because he, in the opening trailer, he's like, I blew up the Batcave. And then to me, I'm like, oh, he just wants to take a vacation. Like, Batman's yeah. going to go sit on the beach, drink some, like, coconut beverages. No, no Batman does not have fun. He only broods. <laughs> he only broods. <laughs> he's brooding on the beach. Yes. You can't brood with a coconut in your hand. That's just that's just truth. Uh, and I'm sorry, the subtitle for the Suicide Squad game it revealed it to be uh, "Kill the Justice League." Yeah, is that yeah, correct? that's that's it because of the the evil Superman. So is it really the Justice League if it's evil Superman, or is this like a possess? I don't know. Well, if Batman's dead, that's one yeah, down. One down. Superman, evil, gotta take him. And then Which... you know they also announced the, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is coming, and it's four hours what? yeah have you ever seen a short Zack snyder movie let's like be real here like they're all pretty long so i like oh, that's part of the course hopefully it'd be good if it was four hours because mm. man that first what one was the was movie rough. he left that project <laughs> did he direct batman versus superman yes and that movie's garbage that's the one i'm thinking of <laughs> yeah that's the one i'm thinking of. that one's not good and like what was the one movie he did the baby doll was in it sucker punch that movie sucker punch uh, yes was not i was that was a miss for me i don't even remember what that movie was about exactly that's the problem <laughs> i remember the trailer and that's it <laughs> yeah because that's yeah, the thing yeah. he makes awesome trailers he is a great trailer movie like i'm like oh i'm hooked and then i go and i'm always disappointed like ah uh, man you know like man this is okay i could have waited to watch this at home that's how i feel a lot of times I, I feel like this batman game is stealing the shine too a bit from avengers yeah yeah i mean um i feel like the benefit that dc has had is that a lot of these characters being portrayed haven't had a movie equivalent true so there's not Good that point. fondness for how come iron man doesn't look like robert downey jr mm-hmm. you know why is Thor not as handsome as he's supposed to be? <laughs> I, I wake up asking myself that every damn day. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, I, I think, uh, a misstep, surprisingly, in, in Marvel's camp, right? Of You yeah. have all the puzzle pieces, but it yeah. not that they're fumbling them. It just, I, it just comes off like they're mishandling what the fans would want from that type of game. Is it Marvel or is it Disney? really mishandling it that's the question because yeah. square is producing that game right yeah 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 so and, you know sometimes square is a little bit all up in the air about what they're doing cloud might appear in the game somehow we don't know and you know what i take it 
game of the year. Put him in the Marvel universe. I'm in. <laughs> I yeah, dude. I I know you also have an affinity for the bouncer. So like, I it it would be just make making it like the bouncer with Marvel superheroes, and we got something. Because you know there is speaking about like iterating on blueprints of games. Like there is the 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 um ultimate uh, alliance. Yeah, the ultimate alliance games, and and mm-hmm. those were beloved. Dude, right? the third one on the Switch is great. It's a great yeah. like I play that with my friends. The 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 DLC they dropped like last month with the Fantastic Four was awesome, and it's how the Fantastic Four should be. Like it's 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 just a it's a it's a play on the beat 'em up, but it's that game's good. So if people want mm-hmm. a good Marvel game, they're gonna go there. And this kind of is screaming the last Marvel versus Capcom to me. Like oh, mm-hmm. Marvel's Marvel's putting their hands in this too much, and they need to let the developers develop and just let them use the property. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so it may be a instance of too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it feels like Disney cannot win on the video game mm-hmm. front. You know what I mean? They stumbled with Star Wars bad. You know, the Disney Infinity stuff, which was the toys to life, was good, promising in the beginning and then fell yeah. off. And here they are fumbling the Marvel franchise. It's just too bad they can't find a win anywhere. It... Unless it's Lego, of course. Yes. Lego um... can't go wrong. Lego everything. <laughs> Speaking of going wrong, what's going on with Destiny, Shelby? Destiny 2 is in the news this week, and that's because there are uh, roughly about two years of game content that is going to be scrubbed. Um, in other words, they won't you will not be able to access it. Now, this includes all of the Red War, Curse of Osiris, Warmind campaigns, and many other pieces of DLC. So a couple of those years that were paid content will no longer be accessible. Um that's too bad. I don't get why they're doing that. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I would imagine you have to take a step back to take a step forward, right? I think that that's probably part of it. Maybe. If it's like a Final Fantasy, I bet back to Final Fantasy fourteen, like that <laughs> was unheard of when they killed the game and relaunched it, right? Sure. So if sure. it's a situation like that, like they're restarting Destiny, I can maybe buy it. But this just sounds like, like I, we don't want to keep the servers up. It's costing us money. Yeah, that's... that's uh uh com- that could be a case i learned recently that deleting your emails uh is good for the environment wait what what I, so i i had to do some heavy research in this and this now makes me think of all the unread emails that i've uh left unread for the longest time but apparently you know <laughs> emails take up server space server space uh electricity electricity carbon emissions so the more you just let your email sit there, the more uh, CO2 you are emitting into the environment. Oh, my God. So, uh, you know, now I'm thinking. You just broke my mind. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, it's I true. I had to do some digging. So so uh, as a uh, 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 novice scientist, you know. Um, okay. I'm a science teacher, so I'll back fantastic. you up Fantastic. There we go. Okay, we're good. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, sometimes, like, I, I forget about the cost of keeping a server up and running, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to, like, nuke my Google is what that means. My Gmail account is not going to have to be nuked now. Yeah. Same <laughs> after this convo. So I guess Destiny and Bungie are doing what they're helping the environment. That's the angle. If they double down on that angle, that, everyone's going to love go. them, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. So does that mean if you would want to create another character on your account, you wouldn't be able to experience any of the any of this that you'd already I, paid I for? Guess what that sounds like. Rachel? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So 
I think it's kind of like like people playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Like it, it becomes cumbersome because like I hear you and Jeff talk about it. You want to see all the pre stuff, and I think they're like our money is right. currently in this part of the game. So if people are busy, we're we're not making money off the players playing the old stuff. We need them to be on the the new stuff. If that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you know that's me just playing armchair businessman. I I I still don't like it though because I think. Like, I'm all for game pre- preservation and people should have access to games. Like, that's my... I love digital because I don't have to get up and change a cartridge because I'm lazy, apparently. <laughs> but I also love having a cartridge because I'll always have it type thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious what other companies do moving forward now with this. Like, WoW wouldn't just be like, can't do this, you know, like... Although they've changed their game enough, so and now there's classic WoW, so maybe that's. But why. I'm sure they ran the numbers to some extent too regarding this change, right? I mean, I think that if it was yeah. going to be a huge outcry, they would have adjusted a little bit differently. You would imagine it's just too bad. Like after you pay, you know, a certain amount of money for a product, it no longer being accessible. I think that's the real downside here. And that's like that's the the catch with MMOs like that, yeah. right? Like you're you're never really done. You're always going to be playing it, so it's like you know. It's like the drug. You're chasing the dragon. You're always going to get... You can't ever catch the dragon, you know? I think of that South right. Park where they're trying to get the purple yeah. dragon. Yeah, <laughs> But speaking of chasing things, too, Fall Guys is a game that people have been talking about where you're chasing mm-hmm. to be number one. And it's coming to cell phones. But only in China. It's coming to mobile. Hmm. Which it's like, oh, okay. Cool. Huh. Um, this was... I We read this. I found this on The Verge today. Uh, and I think they're holding hopes that it's going to come to American phones too. Uh, the company, its website, Billabilly, said that it's an exclusive agent for a genuine mobile game mainland China that Google is translating to Jelly Bean Ultimate Knockout. So they're changing the name. Jelly Bean Ultimate Knockout. Oh, Jelly Bean Ultimate <laughs> That was a close second when they were... I actually like that, and I think they should change the title to it personally. Yeah, that game like I love Wipeout and I love shows like Cannonball and those stupid things. I oh I would love to be on Wipeout. That would be, yeah, I, just because yeah, it looks yeah. fun. Like I would have fun, but um, <laughs> I'm curious why is it just? I, I'm I'm guessing China probably threw the money at it. Like okay, here you go. Yeah, I I wonder instead of having a Chinese studio developing a, a knockoff like game, what about we just get the game but just call something else that's not a bad idea this yeah. game looks kind of fun though i mean have you played it at all jan yeah i've i've dipped into it here and there uh we made a video it's on giantbomb.com um and it's it's kind of neat seeing a different game that doesn't involve guns or anything kind of uh taking up the the zeit, internet zeitgeist right i'm like oh this is like a fairly lighthearted game um that can be incredibly infuriating sometimes uh blowing up the internet which is which is neat to see you know because i i feel like this type of game like where you wouldn't be too scared to show it off to your kid or your um younger family member and pass the controller over to them right because like it just looks like a bunch of jelly beans running a obstacle course yeah it looks the perfect kind of sweet you know what i mean like yeah for these times too we're all shelter in place and do that whole deal it's like yeah i I could take a little bit of this that would work Mm -hmm. yeah I saw that the corporations were going to try to get into it a little bit too. I find that highly amusing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, any any way to monetize that bad boy? Well, right? the kids think that this is the cool, so we got to put in the monies. Yeah, <laughs> and we're changing it to Jelly. I really do like that name so much better. 
It's a good name. It's and a good Jelly name. Bean Ultimate Knockout, because that's what they are, right? They're little jelly bean men. Like, that makes that's sense. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, uh, I, this is a game that I want on every platform too. Because again, like I'm a Switch guy, I think that every game's perfect on the Switch. Like let's be real, like you can play that on there. But that's a game that I, on my cell phone I would definitely play it, and I think that's a game my son would love. Yeah, yeah. My daughter, 100%. she's she's two. She'd probably be like, oh cute, like this little hot dog man. But <laughs> I I'd actually be curious to watch a two year old like play that game. She might win by it's like monkeys. If you get enough monkeys in a room, they um right shakespeare she just becomes first place player after 100 games i can see it yeah like have her go pro the child have her go prodigy pro. yeah of, of all guys <laughs> we're, we're going pro we're yeah. dropping out of school and she's just playing ball guys full time oh, we are committed to fantastic. this fantastic so that wraps up our big three news stories our last segment for today we kind of mix it up sometimes we do emails sometimes we do like a list this week we are doing our segment of what you're watching that's where we talk about shows movies that we are watching on the side that we're recommending people jam what are you watching right now so not watching anything particularly new um i am actually watching a lot of alias with my partner Oh. And that was that was a show I never got into back mm. back in the day because um, yes, yes. That's Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner, Gardner right? pre Electra okay. pre thirteen going on thirty, um, yes. pre Ben Affleck, Gosh. right? Remember Jennifer Garner? What happened to her? She's like a, doing like a couple not indie films but like smaller roles and Good stuff. For her, she has credit card commercials yeah, now. Yeah, off that. yeah. I think it's a good role. Yeah, it's it's neat though to see. Um, how a young J.J. Abrams mind worked back then. Oh, yeah, that is a J.J. Abrams yeah. product. Whoa. Yeah, I think that it might have been his first, like, big gig. I think you're right. No That's joke. interesting. So how are you watching it, Jan? How are you watching Alias? Uh, watching on Amazon Prime. It's streaming there. Um, but okay. my partner, she decided to not start from the beginning. Let's just pick a random episode in season two. And it was one of those shows where it's like, okay, I'll, I'll just listen while you watch it and while I'm doing my own thing. And then I wound up putting my own thing away and just being like completely engrossed um, with, with, with how the program is going. And so one of my favorite things about this, this show is with any type of modern crime drama, like a Better mm-hmm. Call Saul, a True Detective, right. you'll get the – they just love to pat themselves on the back with the title sequence, right? It's like yeah. the first thing you see. My favorite thing about Alias is you'll have 10 minutes will go by and then they'll roll the title card. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. That setup. And then every time, like, you know, you, j- you just get stuck in a loop of like constantly watching the next episode. Right. So you'll mm-hmm. the, the, the lines will blur in between each episode and we'll be watching something. We'll be watching an episode. I won't have noticed that it's switched over to a new one and then like the title will roll i'm like what has just happened <laughs> why are they just showing this now where have i been yeah yeah so what you're saying is jj abrams invented time travel with alias yep that is the one okay. thing i'm gonna say 100 percent. he which did. then led to lost i'm seeing i'm seeing the trajectory here okay all right okay okay yeah. alias is a dead person's thoughts in Lost. There's a connection there. Let's have the red wire go. It is just someone's dream, and everyone in mm-hmm. Alias is mm-hmm. dead. And this is all in C-3PO's head. <gasps> so when do the polar bears come in on Alias? Is that you know that? they're based off of some of the costumes? I wouldn't put it past them to sneak a polar bear in. Oh. <laughs> the show also has a very young Bradley Cooper, which is so neat to see. Wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think of Wedding Crashers when I think of young Bradley Cooper. People forget about that movie, too. That's like 2005, 15 years. God, we're getting old. Sophie, what are you watching? I am watching, in terms of throwbacks, I'm trying to watch The Next Generation, Star Trek. Oh, nice. I had a buddy who just did that, too. Yeah, I'm trying to hit like the highlights, so I'm like following one of those skippable lists <laughs> yeah, yeah, online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, neat, neat. That's the way to do it for sure. Because I mean, I can tell that all the stuff has been like this is the good episodes to watch. Um, it's kind of crazy to be honest with you. I like the high-minded back and forth. It's also a great show to pass out to. Let's be real. Yeah, just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. fall asleep on the couch. And it's crazy to see Whoopi Goldberg be so young. That's a thing. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. She's in that. She she's always at the bar, Jeez. right? Like, isn't she at the space bar? Yeah, she's like the spar the bar space bartender. That's what she okay, does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I'm friends with a couple of people. It's like, okay, Whoopi, you get it, girl, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's pretty good. I finally understand why people are so crazy about uh, Will Wheaton. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He's a young lad in that show. He's great. Well, and he's like he's actually one of the more intri- intriguing characters like mm-hmm. he actually holds that show pretty well like because there's a lot of bad acting in that show just gonna go out and say it he's a good actor like he, like stand by me is great and he's great in stand by me people like that's a he's he has chops i it's weird to me that you know he's gone so hard in this like geek you know nerd guy and that's great i would love to see him take on a role again because he has the chops to act yeah yeah, yeah. That's good. I'm also watching uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I can't um, quit. I can't quit. <laughs> I can't quit. Uh, I'm so close to the end. I know it's not good. I understand it's gotten worse oh, over no. the years, but I still love it so dearly. You've invested that time. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 like comfort food for me. You know what for I sure. mean? Like for sure. you just kind of it's like Hawaii Five O for my wife. It's like you know what? That's, that's what I enjoy. That's an interesting it. comfort food. <laughs> right. Hawaii Five O. So wait. Tom Selleck Hawaii Five O or like current Hawaii Five O? No, like current Hawaii Five O. Uh, I was gonna say your wife's really cool if she's rocking the Tom Selleck one, but all right, <laughs> that's rad. That's cool. Uh, no, it's good. How about you, Case? So I'm watching a couple things. Uh, obviously, it rolls around my son. So my son got really into Avatar, and oh, so did my wife. Cool. And Korra finally dropped, so we're watching Korra, and the animation quality improves greatly mm-hmm. in Korra. I've been blown away by that. I love it. Uh, the debate I've been having with my friends is, would you rather have Appa or Naga, the flying bison or the polar bear dog? And it's, it goes back and forth. I'm, I think I might be in the polar bear dog camp, even though flying bison would be useful. I would just love a big dog. And Chubby knows I really want a dog, but my family won't let me get one. Oh, no. Yeah, my son's a little scared, so we're, we're working on it. I'm okay. trying not to push it. So okay, okay. Uh, I hear guinea pigs are great right guinea now. Pig, guinea pigs and gerbils. Pig. My cat would kill that so fast. <laughs> it would have a timer as soon as it walked in the house, any type of rodent. So then we were watching that. Um, something that I didn't realize the second season happened a year ago because life, uh, the show Disenchantment, which is Matt Groening's like, Game of Thrones mm-hmm. Simpsons animation it's a, it's super what? fun yeah disenchantment it's a matt growing it's purely on netflix check it out and the first season the second season available it's been available for a year it totally just went by me um and i'm a couple episodes in on the second season i'm still enjoying it like i love futurama so it's got mm-hmm. that futurama type humor with a medieval back or like a fantasy high fantasy backdrop i see okay I, I have seen this yeah floating around it's good just to have like background noise like if i'm doing something and then, like I said earlier, my son and I are slowly working. Netflix put One Piece on, and it's up to the Alabaster arc. We're going to start the Alabaster arc soon. I'm going to kind of 
pull it out so they can put more episodes on for him because I know he's mm-hmm. going to be jonesing and One Piece is big in the house too. And then the other thing that I've been talking about, like I was talking about Jan, like I surf ninjas. I think I want to show him surf ninjas <sighs> so bad, but I know I don't. I don't think it would hold his attention like it did mine as a youth. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think I could convince someone now to watch it, dude. Uh, films and forties surf ninjas. It needs to happen. Just gonna peel back the curtain. Not that specific movie, but some potentially in the near future. Okay, okay, okay. I I would love to see that. As is, is, you got some Ernie Reyes coming in. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that I, I know your love of him and mine. So people don't realize Ernie Reyes is. I'm like I, I'm a martial artist. Grew up doing martial arts. He is a legit, legit martial artist. Red Sony yeah. as a kid. His dad's a legit martial artist. He's had Muay Thai fights. He's a trainer for Nate Diaz. People don't even realize. Whoa! That. Yeah. Oh, jeez, I didn't know. Yeah, that. He, he Nate Diaz. He mitt holds. He's had Muay He's a legit, legit, legit real martial artist. And Nate Diaz is from the Bay Area too, like he is. So Ernie, yeah. Ernie's the man. Uh, Kato, for those of you that think right, that's his name in uh, Ninja Turtles too, right? Uh, uh, Kino. Kino. That's right. Kino, not yes. Kato. He, Kino's the man in that, and he's Donatello in the costume in the first Ninja Turtle movie. And oh, that's right, mm-hmm. he is. Uh, but Surf Ninjas. It's a real movie. It is not in your imagination. I've seen it too. I had the Game Gear game, Jan. I, I had oh, that as a kid. Okay. I'm glad I wasn't experiencing some weird fever dream as a child. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Berenstein Bear. Yes. Like the Berenstein yes. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 I had that instance. I was, I was browsing through one of the streaming sites and I had to think like, wait, is it, is it Berenstein Bears? Is it Bernstein Bears? Yeah. Oh God. So surf ninjas is one though that i think i just want to watch again like it is i'm sure it's aged to a point where it's comical because of how corny it is rob schneider i watched i saw a picture of rob schneider in it and you know rob schneider just had a new comedy special drop on netflix he's like 53 and he looks so he had to be like 20 in surf ninjas he looks so young oh man i really want my son to watch that movie but i don't want him to hate it so and hate (laughs) me by proxy I'm curious I'm to see now. if those uh, the three ninja movies also if they hold up. Oh, I think that would actually be the first like step in. Yeah, because like the first one is kind of like a Home Alone movie oh, too. Yeah, it totally is. It's a it, exactly yeah. what it is. Yes, we had yeah. Shelby and I have had a talk about Home Alone. Home Alone strikes a hardcore in my house because as a kid I saw that and then I booby trapped my house and my mom and I had to have a talk about real life and fake life. <laughs> <laughs> Who slashed my oh, tires? Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have a blowtorch, Casey? Don't know. Uh, Don't worry about it. It's not on TV. It can't be. Bad. I'm six years old. Yeah. yeah, you'll be fine. It's just a paint can hitting your head. Now, those three ninja movies are criminally underrated. I was always a fan of Tum Tum. Tum Tum. That's great. Oh, the three ninjas, the good stuff. Thank you so much for joining us, Jan. It's been a great night. It's been my pleasure, guys. We went much longer than we thought, but we were enjoying the conversation. So we appreciate you being here. I'm happy you had me. Is there anything yeah. you want to promote coming up for you? Um, uh, check out giantbomb.com. Video it's kind games. Of a big deal. Yeah. That's, you know, we, we're, we're there. Hello. Yeah. I'm there. I press buttons and <laughs> publish web pages and, and make the videos go. Some of the go. videos go. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just check it out. We're a website about video games. And sometimes we commit um, crimes in the culinary world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I have to say that Casey and I both listened to Giant Bomb and Beastcast for many, many years, yeah. and we've enjoyed what you and the team have put together. So thanks for doing what you do, and check it out. Inspiration yeah, for, for sure. us, for sure. It warms our hearts. 
<laughs> yeah, that's cool. If you want more of us, feel free to check us out on Twitter at underpoweredpod, Instagram at underpowered. Um, we're chatting in Discord a little bit of all the time, so uh, come check us out there. And with that being said, uh, we're out, gang. Bye. Play your games. Thank you.